Hey, Jason Rice, another lot party. Quick tip. Hey, been a while, and I wanted to get some stuff out there on a couple things. Actually, I, I, hopefully I won't make this video too long, um, but because I do want to cover the current market, what it's doing our margin compression, which leads to marketing um, to stand out in the market, current market conditions, which then leads to leads, and how to handle them. So it's going to be a mixture of each. I'm going to go by fast. Uh, please, if you like uh, this video, please like, please subscribe. If you're on YouTube or anything like that, share the video if you can. Um, this is going to be good content, and I think uh, it's going to help everybody kind of stay ahead of this used car market. And um, you know, there's always it's always going to be speculations, but there's such trending metrics that we've been watching over the years. Plus, we're in the trenches with hundreds of dealers all over the country, and we watch their um, inventory sales cycles and lead volumes. And uh, again, uh, we're talking on a grander scale here. You know, the the micro markets, the the smaller markets, the the niche cars, the niche uh, uh, manufacturers. You know, you're going to have different scenarios. So I'm talking. Uh, at a bigger scale here, just kind of the overall market. So at the beginning of this, I am going to show some charts. So if you are listening to this on a podcast, maybe check out the video. Uh, always uh, reference a, a lot of information. I'm going to share my screen over here. Um, and what it's going to be is the first thing that we're going to look at is Black Book. Okay. This is Black Book Index. This is when, uh, let me pull it up here just so you can verify. This was done on 516 just two days ago. And um, a couple of headlines. Cox has put out that, you know, wholesale is down uh, first half of May, about 2%. Uh, I, I, you know, those are, that's metrics we already anticipated. Uh, but I wanted to, a couple things I want to show to you. Average age, you use retail days to turn estimate. Again, we hit this peak around 54, which is the beginning of April. And that was higher than when after COVID shutdown, when cars were sitting, okay, when everybody was in their basement. Uh, it did drop a little bit, but it's back up on the uptick. It's as high as it's ever been other than COVID shutdown. Uh, why is that important? Well, if you take a look at the average age of what cars are online um, and ready for sale and compare that to the average age of where it was this time last year, it was down at 36 days. Now, last spring wasn't that great of a tax season, uh, but yet the average age was 36 days. So again, people talk about shortages of vehicles. I shared with it last week where uh, there's never been more cars on the road than ever before. Uh, there's almost 300 million cars uh, putting around on the United States roads. Uh, they just happen to be 12 and a half years old. We got to get them out of the consumer's hands if we want them in the market. The other reason why there's some shortages, let's dig deeper down here. Uh, the average sale rate at the lane is at 49%, meaning 51% that's going through the lane is not being sold. So if there's there's thousands or hundreds of thousands of cars going through the lane. Half of them aren't being sold. And so if you actually look, and I did this last week, last video too, if you go back to May 21st of last year, that sale rate, and I'll move this over right here, was well over 70%, 70, almost 74% uh, at this point in time this year, and we're down to 49%. So again, imagine if we're back up to a 70% sale rate at the lane, that would be more used cars coming into the market. So why is this relevant? Okay, well, again, we take a look at, I, I took those metrics that you see in wholesale sold percentage in the blue line. That's the metric we just looked at now. I, every Tuesday, I plug in that number, it's 49%, okay? Uh, I, I compare that to the retail days turn. Remember, that's up in the 50s, uh, average age of what, what's out there 
uh, on, online for sale. And then I take uh, two indexes. One is the uh, Google Used Car Shopper Index. And if you take a look at it right here over the last five years, comparably, it's at down to 57. Again, why is that important? Well, if you look at this time last year, it was right around this 50 something, 50, 60 per, uh, percent. So it's similar to this time last year, but yet the cars are sitting. Huh. Okay. So it, again, uh, the buyers, higher interest rates, higher dollar stuff. Okay. Anything cheap is selling. Anything cheap is, uh, is uh, 25 grand or less selling at the lanes. Good selling on, on the lot. The problem is a lot of the cars that are available are over uh, 25 grand. And so that's slowing things down. Now, last year we did get a shopper index, a shopper uptick on, um, in July, August. And that's usually that summer sales event, summer sales a thons that are happening, new car incentives, people start stirring the pot with summer vacations and driving. And that might happen more this year too, with the fact that airlines with delays and higher costs, um, uh, it's just a pain in the butt to fly right now. So a lot of people might choose to take a car and if they're going to take a car, they might upgrade their car, but maybe they won't because of the interest rates and stuff. So and or with inflation, the higher cost of, of transportation and stuff might be cheaper just to drive. But again, right after that. But here, if this uptakes a bit, um, summer sale, new car inventory is out there building up. There's incentives. Ford and GM are starting to put out incentives on these cars. Of course, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Rams are sitting. Trucks are sitting everywhere. I was just at two Ford stores. Their F-150s are sitting. Um, Rams, a ton of them out there. So, um, you know, these, that market is sitting, they're going to drop prices if they do with rebates and incentive trade-ins are going to come in. So not only do we get trade-ins coming in, if wholesale floors finally drop and, and things start letting go, we get back up to a 70% wholesale rate, um, cars are coming in, right? And so, and new cars gets the intention because a lot of people are in equity and they're going to need a special rate or rebate to trade out anyways. So that's going on. And I take that number and I throw it in here. But the other thing I take is our, our dealers two weeks sold volume, what they sold in a two week period. Our goal is to sell 50% of your inventory in two weeks. So you're selling 100% in four weeks. Now, last year after May uh, and, and, and the wholesale sold, the shopper count just kind of dropped off. Our dealers two weeks sold percentage stayed pretty steady in the in the 40s. So they didn't drop off drastically. They're just staying ahead of the market. But you can see here, we've had a big drop off. Now, again, it's still higher than last year's two weeks sold percentage, but that has to do with the fact they have less cars on their lot. Um, you know, overall. So they're, you know, back here they might have sold 80 with a hundred. Now they're, you know, they're they're selling hundred with a hundred. They're two weeks sold, uh, or they were selling, you know. 80 with 100 or back here, they might have been selling 80 with 100 here. They might have been, you know, selling they're having higher percentages. So they might have sold 80 with 80. And now it's starting to trickle down. Now they're selling 60 with 80 or, or you know, 50 with 70 on their lot. So we're starting to see that drop off. OK, and that's that's a huge drop off and it matches wholesale sold. OK, and, and what's cool, what's funny about this, I say cool is if you look at the shopper index when it peaks our dealers two-week volume peaks okay when it peaks here our dealers two-week volumes peak when the shopper count peaks here the two-week sale volume picks so as the shopper count drops two-week sale rate drops average age is building back up wholesale starting to drop dealers aren't going to go to the lane and overpay for stuff and then people at the lane want to make you overpay because they're taking a beating right now okay so we, we, we got to look at that 
so that's the market which is shrinking our margins right now i i, I seen a uh, and i was going to pull the article can't find it but the average retail price increased like 100 bucks but that's a couple things again high dollar stuff's available that's stuff we can get our hands on that's the, the cheaper stuff is not so the average cost is up um but also dealers are trying to recoup what they had to pay for and before wholesale started dropping off. But again, this is why retail drives wholesale. Wholesale doesn't drive retail, okay? Um, dealers were, uh, so what's gonna happen is dealers are asking more money, cars are starting to sit, volume's going down. We see it there, it's volume's going down, that green line. So as that volume's going down, guess what? They're gonna have to drop their prices to get their lead count back up and or marketing skills to get the cars in front of people. So either way, they're gonna have to get attention. A lot of times they're gonna be dropping pricing and not buying cars at the lane because they're not even selling what they have. So guess what that's gonna to do to wholesale? It's gonna drive it down even more. My guess, we're gonna have a five, five point drop by end of June. We already had a two point drop, which again, I was anticipating uh, even last month going, hey, by the end of May, you'll, don't be surprised if you see a 2% drop, a two point drop. And so I, I would bet by end of June, you're gonna probably see a five. I'm speculating, but based on these trends, I think I'm pretty confident in those numbers. Uh, so that leads to margin compression. What we got to pay for the car versus what we can ask for is squeezing our margin compression. So I, I told dealers from the beginning of the year, stay lean and clean because as this tax season doesn't peak as it traditionally has been, um, whatever you bought in March is going to be a, uh, aged in May. And, and here we are in May with a bunch of cars that are aged that we're getting have to eat ourselves out of. I want to be able to be a buyer in June. So think about, again, think about that. The stuff I bought in March where tax season was high and things were selling good and we can ask over money and we we control the market, um, you know, and we're going to overpay and we're going to make customers shove them in the cars and make them overpay. Well, guess what? If you didn't get that accomplished, the customers didn't buy. And now you got that car that you bought in May or March when it was two days old. We probably should have got more realistic with it. When it's 10 days old, we should have got more realistic. When it's 20, now we're here, it's 60, 70 days old, and we're going to take a beating to get off of it if we want to keep our inventory clean. So in May, we need to stay lean and clean. So we know coming into April and May that in March, we need to stay lean and clean. April, stay lean and clean. So when we go into May and June, when the volumes do drop, I can be a buyer and I can price my car competitively to the guy that's dropped his price and lo losing three grand, I get the price mine competitively and make a grand, okay? So uh, again, any dealers stay lean clean, I feel excited for you going into the next 45 to 60 days because I think this is where you start dominating the market, start filling your lot up, start turning that inventory, all right? Second thing I want to show you then that leads into leads. We talked about market. We talked about the margin compression and what you could do about that. But I talked about this last time. I don't know if you guys seen the numbers. This is our 20 group and, and a lot of the stores out of our 20 group. And I took average uh, our, a lot of our performers in there that are some of really good operators, some are average operators, just a hodgepodge of Toyota stores and Honda stores and Nissan stores and uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Chevy stores. Uh, and what I wanted to show you is twofold. The biggest thing is of the 1200 cars 621 had leads 606 did not have leads 49 percent of these cars that dealers have on their lot half your inventory don't have leads why is that important well because our internet bdc department they get a lead they call an email lead on a car so they're only managing and calling and emailing on a car if they get a lead on it. So your internet BDC department does not work a car 
um, if it doesn't have a lead. Again, I'm going to pick on a particular store. You, this particular store, and I did this last week, had 55% of their leads are on their top 10 cars. This car here, 38 leads, 19 leads, 12 leads, 11 leads. These are the cars that are getting all the calls and emails. These are the ones getting the attention. These are the ones that are bogging your BDC internet department down. Problem is a lot of these cars we're losing money on. This is ROI, negative three, negative seven, negative 11, negative eight. It's an age car. Uh, it's a hard to come by or whatever. And they're bogging us down. Now you get down here in the gray, these, these gray cars down here, are cars that have no leads, okay? A 60-day-old Ford Escape at $2,100 or $21,000 or an Edge at 19 or a Honda Civic at 21, and, and, and there's, you know, 20 60-day-old cars. These cars do not get leads, so our BDC Internet Department aren't even talking to the, anybody about it. So if I have 220 leads, let's equate that to 220 phone calls and emails, Okay, so we're going to do 220 calls and email. Every freaking car, every lead gets a call today. I got two or three people. They're going to do a call or email to 220 people in my used corporations. Okay, and that doesn't even happen. But let's just say it does. And they feel like they accomplished a lot for the day. The, the challenge is, though, you got 59 cars with no leads. And so they're not even doing in, in the 60. They're not doing nothing with them. So their day is being tied up with the cars that get activity, but that's reacting. I get a lead. I'm going to react to it. Okay. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to switch back uh, to myself. Uh, I'm going to stop sharing the screen. Um, all right. So I, I get a lead. I'm going to react and call an email. I get a lead, react, call an email. Lead, call and react. It's easy. Somebody reached out to me. I reach back out to them. Easy. So whatever's coming in, if half my cars have stuff coming in, I need to be proactive. Management team, this is management, needs to be proactive and make sure just as much is going out. So if I'm doing 220 calls and emails to the stuff that's coming in, I need to do 220 calls and emails and or marketing campaigns to get the other half of my car's attention so I can get leads on them and, and force things to happen on them. And that's what we call switch leads. A lot of these cars... Um, they're active leads on cars that sold. Remember that Civic? This is a Honda store. It's a Civic around 20 grand. Okay. They have like 30 people in the database that looking for a compact car around that price point that they were on a car that sold, a Civic that sold, maybe a Corolla or a Camry that sold. And so we could take that customer and say, hey, I know that Civic sold, but great news. I got another one in stock. It's a year older, but it's got less miles. It's the same price or less. It's got more equipment and switch them from one car to the other. So even though that car doesn't have leads, I have in my database active customers looking for a similar vehicle. I switch. Now, if I could take that customer, put them on this car. Now there's a lead on this car. Now my leads, my activities per uh, cars go up. I've got a car that has a lead. My, I'm going to call an email. I'm going to do more. So my last video, if you haven't seen it yet, really breaks that down. But again, we need to be managing activities per car, not activities per lead. I need to be managing what percentage of my inventory doesn't have leads and not leads per car. That's another scenario, and I'm not going to dig into it right now. And I think I tapped on it a little bit last week is I leads per car is a mis 
it, it's not a very effective number. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll revisit it, but I had a dealer, he had four cars over 60 days old and 39% of all of his leads were on those four cars. They're getting 13 leads per car. So if I was just looking at leads per car, I might not have been worried about that bucket of cars because it's getting 13 leads per car. 39% of my leads are on those four cars. The problem is of those four cars, two of them didn't have no leads at all. Half of those cars had no leads. I think knowing that half the inventory in that bucket didn't have leads 60 days or older, that's a bigger red flag. And, but we wouldn't have caught it if we're just looking at leads per car. We, and, and that's a metric we'll track, we're going to look at, but percentage of inventory without leads is the thing that we're digging into. And if I could take you from 50% of your inventory not having leads to just 30, 20 or 30% of your inventory not having leads, um, that means I'm going to have more cars with leads. That means I'm going to be calling and emailing more leads on cars. That means activities per car is going to go up, which means activities per leads go up, which means I get more appointments and shows and sold. And just like last week, I always said, if you want to, we've always said, if you want to sell more cars, talk to more people. Um, but don't just manage the people that are coming in because they're only coming in half your cars. Start pushing things out and forcing uh, uh, customers on sold cars over and, and start managing cars and not leads. So lead management is should be inventory management and inventory management should be lead management. BDC and used car department should be hand in hand. Okay. If they're not working simultaneously next to each other, they should have a meeting every morning. And that used car manager or sales manager should be saying, Hey, I BDC department, I need you to work on my large pickup truck inventory, call and email every lead we have on them, regardless of the age of the lead, call and email switches that we put on the large pickup trucks, take my 30 to 35 grand vehicles. I need you to call and email all those leads and get that going. In the meantime, I'm going to be working on the cars without leads so we can stir the pot on getting uh, more leads for you guys to get a hold of and, and the switch opportunities too. So again, I try to make this a short one. Looks like I'm about 18 minutes here. I uh, hope this was helpful. If you'd like to see how we can help you do all this, lotpop.com, um, our lot walk tool. Got the trademark for lot walk. I'm excited about that, but uh, we'll help you. We integrate both the CRM data and your inventory lead management, uh, inventory data. I'm sorry, your inventory data, V Auto, VinQ, Max Digital, whatever. Take that data, combine it with your lead management data, and then put these two worlds together so you can talk customers and cars in the one system. Pivot to those tools to dig deeper into the market, you know, the inventory tool that has all the market data and the book out data and the auction data, but I'm more worried about what's happening on my lot. And then the CRM obviously is calls and emails and text messages through there, but I want to pinpoint and find those problems for you. So if that's helpful, let me know if we can help you at lotpop.com. See you next time.